Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to yet another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. Hopefully you are enjoying it. If not, well, I don't know what to tell you. So I got recommended this one by Raven the Red after doing the whole GBL video about his WWE Tower on Morrow. So I was recommended why not go over Seth Rollins' WWE World Heavyweight Championship run throughout 2015. Now, remember, prior to this, that Seth Rollins won the Money in the Bank briefcase at the 2014 Money in the Bank pay-per-view, cashed in the contract at WrestleMania 31 to be part of the main event between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, be part of the triple threat, curb stomp on Roman to become the new champion. Now, this title run had its iffy moments, because it went from WrestleMania 31 up until shortly before Survivor Series, when he was supposed to have defended the championship against Roman Reigns in a one-on-one match. But the title run has always been... Through controversy, though, because there were a lot of losses throughout all of this. I calculated everything, and I believe out of the 39 televised matches, not including pay-per-views slash big specialty uh, shows or anything on the WWE Network, there were 39 televised matches that Seth Rollins had outside of pay-per-views on WWE television. He lost 25 out of the 39 matches he had on television during this period. And I've pulled up all the results throughout 2015, and a lot of these were so questionable. Like freaking tag matches, one-on-one matches, and so many others. So yeah, that's a pretty surprising statistic. Outside of pay-per-views, he had 39 televised matches, and he only won 14 out of the 39 matches. Out of the 25 he lost, 10 of them were by disqualification of sorts, one by countout, and 14 of them were by pinfall or decision, with four of those being matches where he took the decision in tag matches. This, oh, good lord. Let's go over his history with the WWE Championship. I'll avoid the TV matches. We're going to go mainly pay-per-views. Maybe some televised stuff from like Raws and Smackdowns along the way. These are all going to be televised matches. So, we know right off the bat he won the WWE World Heavyweight Championship via the cash-in at WrestleMania 31. His first feud with the title was against Randy Orton, who he lost to earlier in the night at WrestleMania, at Extreme Rules in the Steel Cage match, with the rule being Randy Orton could not use the RKO because the RKO move itself was banned for the match, and came to be the special guest gatekeeper. So I guess being in charge of the door. So while Randy Orton hit the RKO on Kane, then Seth Rollins turned around and hit his own RKO, or should I say probably like a jumping bubba cutter, on Randy before escaping the cage to win. So Randy was not allowed to use the move, yet he used the move on Kane, and then Seth used the move himself on Randy Orton to win after escaping the cage. Smart logic. Coming up after that, Payback. There was originally going to be a triple threat. Seth, Roman, and Randy were in triple threat, but then it became a fatal four-way when Dean Ambrose got involved. Seth, of course, retained. Then for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, retained against Seth uh, against Dean Ambrose. I believe this was a dusty finish, because I believe this was after Dusty Rhodes passed away, if memory serves me correctly. But Dean still ran off with the title regardless. So they eventually had a rematch Money in the Bank. Seth regained, retained the championship in a ladder match against Ambrose, I believe they both pulled down the belt at the same time, but Ambrose let go of the belt as they both hit the ground, so still in Seth's possession, snug away with the wing. Sneaky bastard. Fast forward a little bit to Battleground. He's going one-on-one against Brock. Brock finally getting his rematch for the title, 
ends in a disqualification slash no contest ruling because of the Undertaker getting involved in attacking Brock, thus costing him the championship match. Go forward to SummerSlam, when he won the, U won the U.S. title against John Cena thanks to John Stewart or whoever that freaking Daily Show guys. I don't I don't pay attention much to Comedy Central outside of South Park maybe. But you had John Stewart, I guess that's who it was. Got involved, his team with the chair, pedigree, boom. Retained the WWE Championship, won the U.S. title, unification. Night of Champions, he would lose the U.S. title right back to John Cena and then immediately have a match against Sting. And he would retain this title cleanly because this was the whole match where it was infamous where Sting got injured. Seth got survived the first Scorpion Deathlock. Uh, Sting hit the second, locked in the second one. But Seth was countering out of it and got a roll-up pin to retain the title. So he actually got a clean victory on this one. Fast forward a little bit to Hell in a Cell, he cleanly retained against Kane. Kane was on his back, wrapped Seth Rollins by the throw, about to go for the choke slam. Seth prevented it, pedigree, boom, another clean retention. But then, of course, he was supposed to go at Survivor Series against Roman Reigns to defend the championship. Did not happen. Seth got injured at a house show. Title is vacant. Match canceled. But, I mean, you look at this, this title run, it did get a little sneaky. But I can still say... At least in terms of televised title defenses, it was more credible than JBL's run. I mean, JBL, the only true clean win he had during that title run back in 2004-2005 was his first one against Spike frickin' Dudley. To where there was no asterisk behind it, so it was like, yeah, great accomplishment there. With Seth, he had more than one clean title defense. So he can at least have that on his record. He cleanly retained against Sting at Tonight of Champions. And Kane at Hell in a Cell. Every other one, I can't remember how he retained a payback, but I remember, like I said, Extreme Rules snuck around, hit an RKO of his own, and escaped the cage, even though the RKO was banned, but I guess, bubble cutter. Dusty, Dusty finished at Elimination Chamber, barely by the skin of his teeth, but by a slight technicality, money in the bank. Undertaker interference at Battleground, John Stewart interfering at SummerSlam. And then, every, then you look at the televised matches for Raws and SmackDowns and everything. It, and I think there was like a live from MSG show. Let me see what that was. Because I never saw this match. Unless this was the Steel Cage one that I mentioned in a prior episode. Yeah, it was a Steel Cage match against Cena. But then again, that was for the US title. Eh, long match. But then you look at the 39 televised matches for Raws and SmackDowns and everything. Seth lost 25 out of the 39 matches. Most, 10 of them by disqualification, one count out, 14 by either pin or submission, which four of them, like I said, had tag matches where he was one that took the decision. And one of the matches, he even lost a handicap match to freaking J&J Security. It's like you look at all these other matches. You had tag matches with Dudleys, and you had freaking Lumberjack matches, stuff against Cesaro and Ryback and Ambrose. Stuff involving Kevin Owens with these tag matches. Like, what the frick was going on? Like, I get it. Seth was a small guy. But at least we can give him credit at least one thing, though, too. In the ring, he can go. There's no doubt about that. He's a great wrestler. Very athletic. Easily gets the crowd excited and everything. But then again, you look at current day Seth, and I think some people will kind of say otherwise ever since he lost the Universal title to The Fiend Bray Wyatt. But... What happened with this feud, with this title run? That's not how you build up a credible champion. You look at his title run, it's so many losses. Even if it's on a show to try to hype up a pay-per-view saying, Oh, the challenger just beat the champion in a 
tag match, which happens a whole hell of a lot to build up a freaking pay-per-view title match at a pay-per-view. Oh, the champion lost the tag match and the challenger pinned him. It's like, that's happened so many times to the point where that's just become so boring in a build to a pay-per-view match. It's just throwaway matches and you don't make the champion look credible when they're just losing a throwaway match on television. They're losing a one-on-one match to Ryback and Dean Ambrose and Kane and so many others. It's like, you, I can understand doing that maybe to a mid-card champion, but not the world champion, your top guy. That's stupid. It's like, ugh. Like, I'm now tempted to possibly look at Rey Mysterio's world heavyweight title run in 2006. Ugh, man. I might as well drink first in order to eventually forget it. Should I? Should I cover that, folks? I feeling y'all will want that. But anyway, like I said, at least, like I said, what I can give to Seth, he actually had clean title defenses compared to freaking JBL. I mean, that's, that's something you don't see a whole lot with heel champions or clean defenses. But at least I still say this. If you can retain your championship cleanly at least once, you put make yourself credible. You're proving that when your back is against the wall, you can actually do a title defense without an asterisk by your name, at least in terms of booking, storylines, all that shit. If you can retain your title cleanly, you've got credibility right there saying there's no jokes, there's no questionability saying, oh, every title defense was a bullshit title defense. If you've got at least one clean win, that makes you at least a little bit credible in my eyes. JBL? <laughs> Seeing that one clean win you got over, like, I said the beginning of your title run and the video I made on you. Never mind that. Seth, you got at least a slight bit more credibility that part, but you still have a whole terrible win-loss record on television. So anyway, let me know what you guys thought about Seth Rollins' WWE World Heavyweight Championship run in 2015. Jesus Christ, this was bad. B-A-D, bad. I don't know if it what the ratings were during this time, because quite frankly, I don't give a fuck. But I highly doubt he was doing literally what was good for business which was making people give a shit and actually believe in his world champion. But then again, that's booking's problem. So anyway, guys, in the comment section below, if you enjoyed, leave a like, comment, subscribe with that bell turned on. Make sure of that. And I try uploading these episodes every Wednesday when I can. Uh, hopefully you all enjoyed the episode. Thanks for listening slash watching, folks. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out. Good day, everybody.